You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Ladies and gentlemen, you can flee the country. You can change your name. You can realize that trick at the Halloween uh, <laughs> trick at the Halloween party ain't no treat because she's giving out the herps. <laughs> but nothing, nothing can save you from the, the watch list. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Halloween Eve, everybody. Do I just nothing can save you guys. We're all going down. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. I love Happy Halloween. Halloween. You guys, this is this is my brother Jason. Hi, Jason. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hello. Oh, happy Halloween Eve to everybody. So I gotta ask right off the top, um, you going trick or treating at all? I, well, first of all, let me say, I came in here, and you know what is I'm mad about. You know what I'm mad about. Is there adult trick Uh, I trick-or-treated when I was, like, 18. People still gave me candy. You know what? The parents try to get away with I it, too. they like, prostitution. <laughs> no, that's for money, honey. You... <laughs> Not candy. Oh, I'm sorry. But... <laughs> you wouldn't believe what she'd do for a Snickers bar. What's wrong with mine? <laughs> Actually, I would do a lot for a Snickers bar. I will say that. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Uh, good thing we're recording yeah, this. Off to a rough start. I'm going to bring this up later. It's going to get awkward. Think, think about that, though. Think about that. I, I think that would be big. I think I think they should do adult trick-or-treating. I think there's a way to do that. Ooh, um, there are people already doing it. To... I'm telling you what. We, when we get trick-or-treaters, we get these sobs coming up to our porch, and they're like, my kids in the car, they're tired. Give me candy. I'm like, you have no kid. <laughs> kid you're is alive. You're, you're, literally, lying. you're begging. You're literally begging. Yeah. Honestly, like next year for Halloween, I'm gonna hand out candy to the kids and I'm gonna hand out little shooters, those little shooters <laughs> to the adults. There's now there's Easter egg hunting like that. Oh, see, I'll do that for Halloween. I'm just too broke this year, so it's gonna have to be next Halloween. So anybody that comes by my house. You may be listening to the show. I'm sorry, but no liquor for you. I'm broke 375 <laughs> days out of the year. <laughs> if you There's think about it, really, the only people, well, sorry, the only reason, lifesavers. the only reason people have kids is really just stick their candy because <laughs> <laughs> when they're too, when they're young, they take the candy because they're like, oh, they can't eat that stuff because they're too young. But then when they're older, like, well, they can't have that much sugar, so they only give them half of it. <laughs> Right. It, oh, it, quote, it's in, it, it's, it's in their best interest, in quotations. <laughs> yeah, if I had a kid, I'd take most of their candy, too. I'm not even going to lie. Like, y'all don't need that much sugar. Mm-hmm. Give me them potato but chips, mama too. mama does after she smokes one, so good night, baby. <laughs> <laughs> give me the candy, kid. Give me here. <laughs> I don't give know where that. it went. <laughs> Well, then, then you send the kids out like, you know, like a pimp. So when the kids come back, you're like, where you candy at? <laughs> this all the candy you got? You, you need like Shylarkers to come to the door after nine o'clock when they turn off the porch light. Hey, open the fucking door. I know you, I know you got more candy in there. There's a kid out here. He's crying. I'll beat the shit out of you. Give me the candy. Me no, I think I think that would be I think that'd be a fun concept of you if you really if you really applied it and thought well, you know you have adult trick or treating where they got to go from like 
X number of bars. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a kind of bar hop, but it's a trick or treat bar hop, and you gotta like you know go through the whole because it's like having adults in the kid circuit is just weird and tacky, even though people do it. But you know, if you actually did adult trick or treating, where there's like twenty five hour cover charge, and and you know everybody tips in, and then you go from bar to bar to bar and get at least one free drink. You know, I think that would be like a, a really fun thing to do. I think a lot of people would do it. I would do it. <laughs> See. One free drink is enough for me to be like, okay, cool. Unless you're a dude and you bring it to me, and then I'm like, don't talk to me. Well, Holly's a bartender in Wyandotte. You think you have any pull in this? I'm sorry. Can you make this happen? (laughs) We have the zombie crawl. Oh, yeah, that's right. Isn't that a fun fun idea? Yeah, it is. I would totally be down for that. You can keep that, though. You can go ahead and keep that. Just (laughs) give me credit for it. No, what is, Holly, what is the zombie (laughs) crawl? (laughs) Zombie crawl is... um, I think the a bus, bus is involved, and they pick up um, the people who are dressed like zombies, and whoever wants to participate can. I think it's just around Wyandotte, at least the one that they had a couple of weeks ago. And uh, it takes you from one bar to the next. And then, uh, I don't know, it's just pretty much just to get drunk, though. But you and can only go if you're dressed up as a zombie. Or look like one. Those <laughs> meth heads south of Trenton. So crackheads can go. Um, that's well, the whole point of it is to dress up like a zombie and, and people on flacca do bar crawl. Yeah, don't don't sit next to someone who looks itchy. Yeah. Right. Or somebody that's giveaway. flapping their body all over the place because they're on flacca. Flacca? 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 She's, she's, she's just hanging brain, folks. What's the big deal? Uh, oh, oh, eating brains. Oh, okay. Nope, just damaged brain. <laughs> oh God, you're, you're gonna damage your brain you know that, if you don't put some underwear on. That whole, that whole concept, yeah, you know, that whole concept of of zombies eating brains is only ever present in one zombie movie ever. It only happened once. It was the uh, the movie Return of the Living Dead from like 1985. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Movie yeah, that awesome. movie introduced introduced that whole concept of associating zombies with eating brains. Actually, Before you're that, right. That association never never been made. This is true. That was like the first zombie brain eating movie. Or wait, no, wasn't it Living? I don't know which one was first. Uh, Re- Re- Return of the Living Dead came on eighty five. the The first movie to popularize. Uh, zombies, even though they didn't call them zombies at the time, would have been Night of the Living Dead. That's the, uh, the George Romero movie. Yeah. Um, and then right behind that, in 71, I think, or 72, uh, they came out with, uh, well, I say they, but a movie came out called Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things. Yes. Dad made which me was watch intentionally that. a ripoff of Night of the Living Dead. I don't think I ever saw and, that. Know, really? Yeah. I'm going to have to watch that now. I feel like I missed part oh, of my childhood children, I should have had. Children shouldn't play with dead things. Uh, for one, is it's actually a pretty scary movie. I mean, it's really low budget, and there's a fair amount of cheese because it is 1972. Right. But the concept is good. The zombies are pretty scary, and the you know what's funny is that the movie was done by Bob Clark, who would go on to do Porky's, and a Christmas story. <laughs> now, now, the premise for like, children shouldn't play ahead. with dead things is that a group of theater kids go to this island. Just yeah, they're like nouveau goth, sort of, if you will. 
I just remember that one chick, the goth one who was trying to show up like the president of their drama club and she was doing the inverted prayer and she was all like yeah, satanic all like, and like being really theatrical, like calling to the dead. And then it worked. Wait. Spoiler alert. Yeah, it totally worked. Yeah, <laughs> you right. just ruined the movie for me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You ruined my life. <laughs> well, sorry about that. I, yeah. So, you know, we all make mistakes. Okay. So, Jason, you were on a vidcast called Two Fat Drunks. <laughs> please, please, please describe your show and what it, I mean, what are you guys about? Awesome name, by the way. Um, Oh, you like that? Yeah, it's it was awesome. Like, just literally a throwaway line. It's like, what are you going to call the show? And I just, I just like, well, how about two fat drunks? Because <laughs> the description is so apt. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, the show is straight up two two big guys who are really in the movies. We sit around, drink, and talk about movies. I mean, that's literally it. I mean, we're on video doing it, so you can see us, and it's kind of hard uh, uh, sometimes to, to to shoot because. It, we're both pretty big guys, so getting us both in, in frame for the same shot is kind of hard, so we end up looking a little bit scrunched. But, uh, yeah, that's basically it. I mean, we, we, we'll riff on movies for anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour, depending on, on what it is. And, uh, you know, we, we don't really have a script or anything. We just sort of, well, this is what we're going to talk about. Okay, well, you'll so do certain themes for certain shows, certain franchises you'll center on. Yeah, so... Right, so be like, okay, what are we going to talk about tonight? So, well, we're going to talk about, uh, like, recently we did, like, the 40th anniversary of Close Encounters. So we want to talk about Close Encounters of the Third Count. We just talked about that the whole time. Or, you know, we talk about sports movies. Let's talk about sports movies. Okay, what do you want to talk about? And, you know, the the last show we did uh, was actually a lot of fun. Uh, we we did a Halloween broadcast of Night of the Living Dead. So we just basically sat there and watched the original Night of the Living Dead front to back. And just riffed on it and just, you know, talked about this and that. And, and we generally, I thought was pretty funny. Um, you know, but again, it, there's no joke. We are legitimately drunk. I mean, we are been drinking by the time the camera comes on. So we're, we're pretty laced up by the time we did the show. And But it usually ends up being pretty funny. Um, John and I have known each other for a really long time. And, and we just have a kind of natural rapport between us. And each one kind of, it's got a good feel of what the other one's going to say. And. You know, we, we we throw it back and forth really nicely, so it's 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 a fun show. And this is a subsidiary of a production company. Yes, John, uh, uh, John and I originally had a, a company called Evil Genius Entertainment, and uh, you know, just to make low budget films. And then, then I, you know, I left the company to to go get a real job, and because uh, <laughs> I I liked eating, and. Um, John continued on though. He's he's made a bunch of films. Uh, he's got like six or seven in the can. Uh, and look, they're all low budget films, and he makes no bones about it. But the, you know, he he makes them with a lot of heart, and he's uh, you know, he 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 loves to do it, and he he's a he's a pretty good craftsman. So, and he's very knowledgeable about films. So I I enjoy you know talking with him, and he likes talking to me, and we throw ideas back and forth, and just how we analyze a film and how we break down what's happening, and sort of you know from a script ideas. Perspective, and I do a little. I do a little bit of writing, and like obviously not as much as you do, but you know, just in terms of trying to get things on paper that uh, people can work with, you know. Right, and we're huge uh, indie supporters um, in any uh, aspect of uh, of art. Um, so, and this is on YouTube, correct? The show Two Fat Drunks. 
Yes, the the Two Fat Drunks is the show, and the uh, the channel is Evil Genius Entertainment's own channel, and that's he's posted most of his movies. And most of his movies are available for free, and um, you know they, they've gotten quite a few views. But one of them blew up lately. I mean, at least as far as we're concerned, uh, uh, his Living Dead World movie, which is just a zombie flick, um, actually just kind of blew up on YouTube and had a ton of views, and it's like. That particular movie, people just love zombies. People still love zombies. They love the genre. It's just it, it remains a popular genre. Um, you know, as you can see, because there's there's two Walking Dead shows, on, you know, on AMC at the same time. So I mean, that's that speaks to a kind of popularity for that. That is still to this day, you can still make a pretty decent zombie flick and make some money off of it. So yeah, I keep I keep um, waiting for the day that it, it becomes too saturated to make money, but people. St- keep cashing in but you know good for them i'm glad for it um so you've come to the show today with a conspiracy theory with a conspiracy theory man honey where do i start oh i thought i thought you had one Uh, in mind uh, and i I don't know anything about this so well the reason that uh the reason i I was bringing that up was just because of uh, as you're probably aware uh this week the uh, trump administration released all those JFK documents, a bunch of classified, previously classified documents from the JFK period that are now declassified and available for public viewing. Hmm. And it's been very curious um, how the media has treated this because the JFK assassination is the, is the, is the godfather of conspiracies. And the entire, if you want to call it conspiracy movement or just the idea that you are not getting the straight story on anything begins with that, uh, with that sequence of events. And even this week, the, the biggest bombshell that no one's really talking about, except in the conspiracy community is the fact that these documents do in fact confirm that there were more than one, there was more than one shooter. Really? And yes, that is enormously significant. Um, it had been long theorized that the, 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 the government story on the assassination itself, as detailed in the Warren Commission report, was so ridiculous on its face that it's simply impossible. Like this, so this sequence of events cannot be real. There's no way for this to have happened. But, um, you know, people bought that for a really long time because even in, in, the, in the late 60s or the early, early 60s, rather, excuse me, in that time period, people tended to believe what they were told. And, um, you know, it really wasn't until uh, much later on, uh, you know, in the late 60s and the 70s, people started going, wait a minute, this, this story simply doesn't hold together. And there's no way that the, uh, you know, the Zapruder film, which demonstrates the direction and impacts that, um, bullet impacts that hit JFK, there's no way they could have come from where they say it. a single man in a book repository building, taking a terrible shot with a bolt action rifle at a moving target. Um, it's just impossible. So just this week, the documents do in fact confirmed the coroner's report indicates that JFK was hit in the front in, into his neck and that a second shot uh, hit him in the head also from the front, that there were no shots that uh, struck him from behind. Which rules out Oswald as an assassin. 
So right. the question is, why now is a distraction against what Trump's been doing and and everyone being upset at him, or because he wants to seem like different in people's eyes, maybe as uh, to get some praise, or do you think well, another reason? It's hard to say because these documents were scheduled to be declassified. Every president since. Um, goodness gracious, going back to Lyndon Johnson, every president, I believe, has extended the, you know, the time they say, well, we're going to release all these documents, we're going to release all these documents. And they just keep pushing it on, pushing it on, pushing it on. And eventually you get to the Trump presidency where these documents were from the National Archives were already scheduled to be declassified. And I think part of the reasoning for that is that there are a lot of people involved that have now passed away. And even some of the documents that were held back, uh, that they, they did hold a number of them back. They had to be redacted because they involved persons still living and operations still ongoing and the names of secret agents and that sort of thing. And whatever you feel about government spooks, um, you know, they do have a purpose um, and you don't want to unnecessarily reveal sources for reasons of national security, whatever the secret is. That's not a justification on my part. That's just an explanation. So in Trump's case, they just simply came up during his presidency and he decided not to extend it and just say, well, the hell with it, let him go. I mean, why not? So as to the his internal reasoning, I, I, I can't speculate. I, I don't know. You know, I think two things. There's two schools of thought as to the reaction, in, in, in my opinion, is that one, subconsciously, I think the masses, after a while, like, like you said, back then people just kind of believed whatever. But as decades went on, we, we got a little more wise to things aren't all as they seem. So subconsciously, I think the masses all knew in the back of their minds that after it wasn't just one shooter or <clears throat> Oswald was probably framed. Um, and then you have another school of thought of, and I hate this so much, people going, well, what does it matter now, man? We got bigger problems. All those people mm-hmm. are dead. It's oh, like, it matters. It matters because history repeats itself. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it time and time again. And like Holly said on the last show, you have to know your enemy. Well, and, and, an extension of that or, or, or an elaboration of that is to think in these terms. So the, the, the systems and mechanisms in place to perpetrate, uh, what do you want to call it? Operation hoax, what do you, whatever you want to call it to perpetrate such a set of actions to conceal it from the public. Well, you can't make the assumption that, well, it was a one-time thing and we only concealed this one thing and now everything else is completely transparent. Because once you call the official government story into question, now you've called every story into question. Mm -hmm. And now it really goes to the core of your belief system. What is it that you think you know? And would you be surprised to find out just how true anything is? That's every day for me. 
That's just a day of the life. (laughs) Every day you spend with Morpheus. It is crazy, (laughs) though, that it took this long. Sorry. Well, and and, and, and there there may be uh, an idea wrapped up in what you just said, whereas they probably feel now that there's so much public acceptance of the idea that the story is nonsense. They figure, well, how on earth can we possibly be harmed? <laughs> you know, let it go now. Might as well, I suppose. What's the point of keeping it any, any further? And they could legitimately have been waiting for certain people to die. I mean, that's, I think that's what it was, to be honest with you. That makes sense. Are you still with us? So, oh, wait, but, sorry. And there's and 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 and, and but then you, you take it back even further and think in terms of conspiracies. I mean, I, if you consider it, I mean, to have a conspiracy, what is it? Conspiracy is just two or more people that agree to commit a crime. That's a conspiracy. It's all you need is at least two. So. You know, you could take it all the way back to uh, Hell's Valley. You can go back to World War One. You know, with the sinking of the Lusitania. You can go into World War Two with many people postulating that FDR was fully aware of the impending Japanese attack on Midway, or uh, or uh, let it happen anyway. Or excuse me, not Midway. I beg your pardon, on Pearl Harbor, and let it happen anyway as a as a pretext war. And you know, when you start looking at everything through that lens it becomes increasingly difficult to believe certain things and you have to stop and go, well, gosh, how many of my beliefs will I have to examine? And I wonder how many people are prepared to do that. He kind of took a a big chance by releasing those documents though, because if you think about it, everything's so divided right now. Um, You're either for or against the president, if you want to highlight that. But as far as that goes, People could look at this and think, well, you know, at first they might have just thought it was the one shooter. But after a while, you, it's, you know, it's starting to become more clear that it's it's more than one shooter. So why would they keep this information for so long from us? And then they could be up, more upset about that and then further go against and believe that. Uh, why should I trust my, you know, my government? Well, it's not like your government would, you know knowingly poison your water or crash airplanes in the buildings or try to assassinate other presidents or right i think what holly's trying to say is that he's in so much hot water with the media as it is and then he releases this and i think people are so trigger happy to blame whoever is in presidency for any little thing that happens like oh the kennedy assassination was plotted well, President so and so, whoever it is, you know, he must have had something to do with it. You know what I mean? Like it's just another thing to go. Oh, up oh, there's there's the government again. I'm not even saying about. I'm not saying about this president or, or like other presidents. I'm just saying about in general, just keeping secrets and not telling the truth like it is. And with several different things going on, especially now, um. For example, the last thing that happened that, you know, a lot of people who never really believed in conspiracy theories before and thought that they they were kind of horseshit are now starting to believe like, um, what was that? That shooting that happened from the, uh, what story was it? 
building. The Las Vegas yes. shooting, the Mandalay Bay. Yeah, yeah things like that. Um, I've heard people say that they believe in conspiracies uh, like that when they've never believed in them before. Yeah, that's a huge one, ain't it? Mm-hmm. That one yeah. just shook the well, world. Well, I mean, and there's confirmed even in that, there's confirmed that not only were there multiple shooters, but there were multiple shooting locations, that there were casualties at multiple casinos. I didn't, I didn't even hear about yeah. that part. Well, yeah, there's people yeah. uploading videos that were actually at the concert to Facebook and all that stuff showing, you know, one looked like it looked like they were having like a disco or whatever, like in the hotel room, like and just had a disco ball is honestly what it looked like to me. Um, but then you see the shots coming from the other end. And it's like, OK, well, it wouldn't have hit those people over there if it was coming from that direction, because, well, science and well, there's also there's uh, video and testimony from witnesses at the Bellagio Casino, which is a mile and a half oh, wow. in Mandalay Bay. They have video from inside the building of people panicked running around inside that building and talking about shots being fired there. Oh, and I didn't hear that. that. Oh, yeah. I was going to say multiple casinos. There's another guy uploaded a video of, of a shooting at a Hooters in the same area at the same time. And there were like 16 ambulances and just, you know, there's so much information and you can't tell what happened. Yeah. Are- obviously, people were shot and the story itself is so bizarre. I mean, the story that was presented is so bizarre. And then the security guard who got shot disappears for days. And shows up on the Ellen show? <laughs> but there was another guy driving around who was a cab driver. And I saw this video, <clears throat> like, whatever, a couple weeks ago, week ago, whatever. And he had picked up two people that had been at the concert. Like, the chick had blood on her or whatever. And he was, like, getting them out of the area. And he didn't know what the heck was going on. But he wasn't by the hotel that was said to like have the shootings coming out of it. It was some other hotel. So maybe it's the Blagio that he was by. <clears throat> but yeah, very well could have been. And the, the, the whole story itself is just senseless. I mean, it, 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 as it's put together. And then when you watch the sheriff try to reconcile the information, he's being compelled to provide to the media and then to have them turn around and question the the story on its face and him really not being able to provide adequate answers. And even to the extent where he was uh, during one particular exchange, and you'll forgive me, I don't remember exactly what they were talking about, but he instructed the media to, as he said, quote, don't go there about something in particular they had said or something they had asked about. And he, he specifically asked them not to go there with something Oh. And the entire time, he's got an FBI agent standing right next to him, not looking at the press, but looking at him. Hmm. And it comes off as really creepy. So it's a really bizarre story. Not that you'd know, because doesn't it seem like that story is sort of disappeared? If you have a link to that, if you by chance run across it or you think of it, um, <clears throat> uh, send it to me so we can upload it to uh, the Watchbook Facebook. Um, that's really sure. interesting. That's really interesting. Um, yeah, absolutely. Wow. 
Yeah, I've, I've been, uh, Casey, I got uh, steeped in conspiracy a long time ago. And, oh, I know. You know, that's that's some red zone for me. It's like, and it's been decades. I mean, going all the way back to the Oklahoma City bombing and, uh, you know, the, uh, the Branch Davidians and uh, it's every story and on and on and on. And on. And, you know, the Clinton death, uh, the Clinton death count and the, the body count around them and every story that happened with all the mysterious deaths around those people. It's just like, I mean, you know, at my age, I know people who have died. You know, I don't know 188 people that have died. I mean, that's in any circle, unless you're in war, that's a lot of people. Right. And you know, the crazy thing is, is that people will kill people, whether they're, armed with a gun or not take the Oklahoma City bombing for instance that was a fertilizer bomb you take uh you know the attack in the world trade that was an airplane crash you know mm-hmm. it's it's just uh if you're bound and determined to kill someone or a group of people you're going to do it yeah it's insane yeah. and and really in these times it's hard to call any sort of safe zone you know? Yeah, and it's uh, uh, you could definitely point and say it's not really set up for your safety. <laughs> nope, not the first they had in mind. So right, and and but, and uh, you, you know, you and <laughs> I. <laughs> the the nut doesn't fall too far from the tree, my friend. I went out to eat with your son. Holy crap! <laughs> Who was giving me stock advice, by the way? <laughs> I forgot I was talking to my nephew. How yeah. old is he now again? What, he's 18 now? 17? Yeah, Joe. Good gravy. <laughs> Good gravy on a hot oh, I know. night. I'm 105, Casey. I'm 105. You are a fossil. I'm Yoda, dude. I'm, I'm Yoda. You I got just... one foot in the grave, another on a banana peel. Are we to rip it? I mean, you know, (laughs) but he was he was talking a lot of that stuff, too. And I'm like, man, I'm just recovering from Mandela effect. You might not want to go there with me right now. (laughs) I'm like, shake. He's shaking as he's telling me. I'm like, Joe, Joe, do me a favor and and, and don't go that far. Let me tell you why. You know, because I mean, I'm all about being woke. But damn, I want to wake up tomorrow and and go to work and be at some sort of peace, right? Well, the way I the way I always look at it, you know, because because you know Jeanette has to uh, has to bring me in every now and again. You just sort of you know get some perspective on it, and um, I, I always maintain that I I have to exist in two worlds. I have to exist in the one world where yes, all of this is probably true. All these things probably happen. And the other world I have to exist in where I have to take my daughter to school and pay the mortgage this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't let those worlds cancel each other out. I've got to you know, maintain that balance and just understand that it, while it provides for fascinating things to think about and, and definitely allows you to develop a filter in your mind where you can recognize bullshit when you hear it. But ultimately you really have to also think, well, what, on earth am I going to do about it? And who who says we're right, even though we probably are? <laughs> right. 
So, so, anyway, so yeah, and, and and you also got to separate in your mind. You have to separate, uh, you know, conventional conspiracy theories about, you know, regular events like murders and, and assassinations and terrorist attacks and all that sort of thing from what's generally considered woo. And then when you get into woo, it's like, you know, UFOs and Mandela effects and quantum machines and all that sort of thing. And, you know, and, and it's not that there's not a whole universe of that, too. I mean, you know, for me, one of the things that would have been an, an, an ultimate nightmare to some extent would be to have some extraordinary event happen to you, something that is clearly outside the realm of normally accepted possibilities and so, to have literally no one believe you at all ever. Yeah, that's that's another risk is isolation. So, uh. I'm curious of your opinion because Casey and I are um, at odds about aliens. I believe that (laughs) I'm truly uh, curious what you think, but Casey believes that they're not here to help us. If you believe in aliens, that is. Uh, Am I right, Casey? Yes. And I believe that they like us. (laughs) I I, I I I don't fear them. But Casey feels like we should fear them. What do you believe? I, I, I well, I, the first thing I, w- I would argue is that I'm not sure it matters to the alien whether you do or not. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as uh, you know, like an alien with, I, I, I always take the tack that I, that I think in terms of of human history and think, well, generally speaking, throughout the course of human history, there have been periods of time when more developed civilizations have encountered less developed civilizations. And typically there are one of two possible results. Possibility one is that you are absorbed into the advanced culture. It should be whatever it is they decide that you are going to be because with their superior ability to do things, your ability to resist that is limited. The other possibility is that you are just wiped out. Uh, and you can go through history and find multiple examples of that particular paradigm. So it, if you take that view and think about, okay, if, if, if you're under the impression that there are aliens here or, or aliens have been here or they're coming here or, or whatever you want to look at it, you have to look at it in those terms. Either they were already here and were more advanced already and you are less advanced and they observe you from afar or they're more advanced to you and they've come here since you've developed and now they're sort of either shepherding you along or, or doing whatever it is they do, or they're not here yet. And when they do arrive here, it's going to be a bummer because uh, they'll invade and suck everything away and kill you all because what are you to them? I mean, you know, they might not have too much use for you. So as to whether or not I believe in aliens or aliens uh, uh, having been here, well, I just look at the, you know, whatever accepted science says about the number of possible planets throughout the universe and just think the odds are simply not in favor of there not being aliens. Now, whatever that means, so whether they're here or whether they simply exist elsewhere or the idea of life off of this planet, it's it, it simply, I don't see it as possible that there couldn't be. That would be that would make us very strange in the universe that there's only life, uh, intelligent life on one planet. But do you think we should fear them? 
well, I'm, 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 I'm afraid of human beings. So, I mean, <laughs> but, <laughs> like David Bowie says, I'm afraid, afraid of Americans. <laughs> right. Way to go. That's way to go. Mind. David Bowie. Nice. Right. Yes. <laughs> was that, was that the one he did with Trent Reznor? Yes, it is. Ah, yeah. There you go. A little nine inch nails collaboration. So I know when, when Bowie passed that bummed you out, man. Oh, yeah. Like I said, when I went to that uh, Depeche Mode concert with Holly and they did that cover of Heroes, I'm I'm wearing sunglasses, right? And I'm like, uh, what is wrong with me? Oh, my God, I'm crying. Aww. And Holly's like, are you crying? I'm like, <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> and I, I just kept thinking, nobody knew he was sick. <laughs> <laughs> I miss I David Bowie. Oh my god! And you know, it it doesn't matter who's doing that cover. That song is just an amazing song. Um, and Depeche Mode did it very, very well. So, as far as whether do you fear aliens? I think that that's what we're trying to drag out of you. Are you scared of aliens? Yes. Okay. Yeah. There we go. If I saw if I saw an alien, if I encountered an alien, I I, I would probably shit myself. I, it would probably be the most terrifying thing I've ever encountered. Yeah, because that is something so far outside your understanding. Is It's one thing to imagine it, you know, and, and to feel like you, you may have, you know, even living through someone else's experiences about aliens, it's a whole other thing to be confronted with that physical reality yeah. right in front of you. And today's the day, pal. Do you have Netflix? <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Do you have Netflix? <laughs> do I have Netflix? Yeah. Uh, I, I think I do. Oh, come on. <laughs> man. Come on, man. I have a lot of services. I don't know. I mean, I, I, the kids come to me. Hey, give me this. Like, all right, all right. Netflix. So, Netflix okay, and chill. You, yes, I have Netflix. Right? You don't Netflix oh and chill God. with your wife. <laughs> oh, I don't want to know about that. <laughs> but, but uh, Holly, tell them about the documentary. <laughs> What's the guy's name again? Oh, Stan Roman. Yes. Because Westlake wound up watching it. Oh, really? Yeah. He, did? he mm-hmm. watched it to the end? Yeah. I don't think me either, either me or you watched it to the end. God, it got too ridiculous. But I think somewhere in between there's the truth. Because after a while it got too theatrical for me. But go ahead and describe it. Um, Man, I'm probably going to have a hard time describing it. But it's really off the wall. Okay, in the beginning... It's about this man, Stan Romanek, and it's supposed to be a true uh, documentary about his his life and as far as ever since he started seeing these spaceships, the UFOs, and he supposedly was supposed to be, I don't, was it the in the in the world or just? Oh yeah, in history, he has the most reported yeah. alien encounters in history. Supposedly. Supposedly. So how 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 did he document them? Video. Uh, yeah, yeah he, he always had his camcorder with him. <laughs> Does he have legit footage? Uh you know, at first in the beginning of this documentary, I was a little scared because uh, even though I do think you know what this could get really in depth, but as far as what I believe with aliens, I think there's different categories of aliens. I think there's different groupings of aliens. I don't think they're all just the same. I think there's different if you if you are following me. Um, so there's a body of thought that supports that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's what I believe. And so 
in the beginning of this, it didn't look that cheesy. It looked actually real, his uh, video that he took. And so I was actually believing it. And I was just a little creeped, like, I was a little creeped out or scared because even though I think that they're here for good purposes, I'd also would, I probably would shit my pants too if I saw an alien. <laughs> Not going to lie. <laughs> so right. uh, I told Casey that it was hard for me to watch the first half of it because it is creepy to think that something might actually exist like that. And the things that he was saying in the video that he was taking, it looked very real up until you got till about halfway through and then it started looking really cheesy and then it was just getting way beyond what I even think would be real. For instance, um, he actually does see an alien. Yeah, he sees an alien at the sliding door, right? So you see this face, you know, this little gray alien dude and he's looking and he blinks a couple times and now you have to think what you would do in that scenario and this guy's a whack job. He's probably got rifles i've never even heard of the make of them right grab the gun you're not gonna just go oh my god oh my god and then he's got just, on, on film and then it it just kind of it goes away from the window and he just keeps screaming where'd it go where'd it go well go get your happy ass out uh, there and check bro are you talking about the one, one where he was in front of the window or the one where it was in his kitchen in the kitchen so the, the alien supposed <laughs> alien looks that it looks pretty cheesy but it's it also creepy cheesy. at the same time <laughs> It pops his head around the corner like, hey. <laughs> okay, but it's like staring at him for a good minute. Now you got you got you got a minute, like head start to run and you don't run, but you're just like, I wanna grab my camcorder because I hear noises and I think it's the aliens again. And then the one pops his head around and he's like, How you doing? That's like, literally kinda, the look kinda on kinda his look face. he was giving him, like, I see you. Hey, so, hey buddy. And so, so he doing? keeps going, Oh my god. Oh my god! <laughs> and then it disappears, like it slowly creeps away. And you think I would think that the alien would still be in the house? No, his instinct was to run it to the window that's like right kind of by the doorway where the alien was standing. And he's filming outside the window, and I think it's going to be like a scary movie where the alien's head's just going to pop and be like, nah! <laughs> right. But it didn't happen like that. But <laughs> wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be funny if if in this in this film or, or, or in any film where absolutely nobody believes in aliens except this guy because they only appear to him. Well like the aliens picked out one guy and said, I'm going to only appear to you. It started to become like that because he felt like he was the chosen one. Yeah. Towards the end of the movie, I didn't watch the movie all the way through. I actually fall asleep. I was actually really scared. I closed my eyes, I fell asleep. <laughs> That sounds really dumb, but that's what happened. <laughs> I was coma. <laughs> I was scared into a coma. That's how I woke up, and it was like the credits, which is like the worst part because it's really scary. And I was like, nee. you know, this, this is that's your. That's why I hate infomercials. You need the quote on the back of the DVD, Holly Ogden. This scared me into a coma. <laughs> I woke up and the credits were rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even see the movie. Um, it's called Extraordinary. <laughs> right? Extraordinary? Yeah? Yeah. San okay. Roman X story. I think it's Extraordinary or Extraordinary. And later he was uh, uh, yeah. he was pegged for child porn. <laughs> so, well, in the news later, it's a, you know. The two are so closely related. I mean. And then, right. and then he tried to use the aliens as that one. Like, <laughs> oh, no, that was, you know, or the government or something because they were trying to it's cover up all the stuff and frame him for things he didn't do. 
<laughs> the aliens left child porn on the computer. Uh, <laughs> they were actually child show. actors <laughs> yeah. that he abused. He went Weinstein on him. Total Weinstein that shit. Kids these days. Between him and Kevin Spacey, right? So don't get me started. I know why they call him Spacey. Yeah, Spacey. Yeah. But you have to watch. Oh, I can't make that Was that too much? <laughs> in, in the beginning of this, okay, he sees, um, he starts seeing this, this, the UFOs. Then it starts seeing like things in his backyard. It's almost like he sees these things on the road, the UFOs, and then they get closer and closer to his house. And finally, they're in his backyard, and that's when he starts fi- like setting up cameras outside of his house to capture anything that's um, around. The then they show up at his barbecue. You know. <laughs> Pretty they, much. They didn't bring you beer. You know, they're like, hey, man, I heard you're, you're having ribs. Like, yeah, did you bring anything? <laughs> no beer, like oh, I said. Dude, you know, like, broke like, this week. See, Holly? So, is it cool? Like you said, know cool. your enemy. They didn't What's even that bring song the where beer. He, he's talking about, we used, to, we used to eat ribs with that dude. <laughs> oh God, I was but singing it on that. Yep. See? That's my favorite song ever. When we first played that that remix for Jess... She was crying and couldn't breathe. Because it was amazing. <laughs> Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. Um, but yeah, you have to watch this movie and and a little bit about it towards the end. And I didn't I didn't see the end, like I said, but it just became came very cheesy. And there was a part where he started acting like he was the chosen one, and they called him Starseed. I think it was. Oh yeah, Starseed. Because there was this weird British robotic lady that kept calling his house and warning him. Yeah, and then... I'm going to have to go ahead and, and not not watch that. <laughs> no, you, you need to do Please, just like... I'm going to go ahead and just... Cause I told Holly on the last show, I said there was one part when he was on the phone with that British robot chick. And she's like, please believe we only have your best interest at heart. And the moment, this, he just goes, if you have my best interest at heart, why don't you send some money? And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I would have said. <laughs> but he was trying to say that there was these human-alien breed. Oh, yeah, I believe that. And like he supposedly took a photo, or someone who knows him took a photo at one of the conferences that he talked at. And in this photo, it's taken from the side of this person who looks like an alien-human hybrid. Are they reptilians? Are we going reptilian? Are everybody with a reptilian conspiracy? Oh yeah, we're we're a big rep. Yeah, we're reptilian. Casey it, thinks she might. Be. I I, I'm reptilian, so I, I, you know, watch where you're stepping. <laughs> she wants her box that says reptilian. Um, you know, so they got the whole bit where like the, uh, the 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 Vatican, uh, you know, the the stronghold of Catholicism in the world. That the Vatican has a temple that's shaped like the head of a snake. Mm-hmm. It's enormous, and on the inside where the Pope sits looks like he's sitting in the mouth of a serpent and the columns look like fangs and it's nuts to look at. <laughs> and if I ever get a chance to YouTube that, um, it's, uh, it's striking and you can see why people would get the idea that, Hey, maybe there's something to this reptilian. Thing. I wonder if they hang out with the church of the Nazarene, you know, the Christ bloodline they dudes. Did. That, or the Church of the Listerine, you know, for people with chronic halitosis. 
<laughs> oh, uh, where's our phone effect uh, thing? Uh, that didn't work. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, Casey, no, no. Hey, guys, listen, it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, maybe I'll come on the show again and chat with you guys. But uh, I'm going to sign off for tonight. So uh, you ladies have a good night. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thank you. Thank and you. again, hey, where, where can we find Two Fat Drunks? Tell us one more time. Uh, Evil Genius Entertainment is the name of the channel. Two Fat Drunks is the name of the show. Please uh, watch, comment, subscribe, enjoy. YouTube. Uh, it's a fun show and uh, not too serious, but uh, you'll get some good commentary. And uh, yeah, I don't know. You might become a fan. You might really like the show. So there you go. Hell yeah. All right. All right. Good night, guys. Good night. Thank you. Oh, I want to ask Casey. Bye-bye. Oh, bye. Thank you. Bye. Um, I want, Casey, I want to ask you real quick before we go into a break, I think. I love you. <laughs> That's what I want to ask. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you can rest easy tonight. <laughs> so you said your boyfriend, Jason, won't watch the movie till the end. And what did he have to say? And what happens in the end? Oh, uh, you know, he did. I mean, he, he only mentioned it just now, like briefly. Um, he, he said he found it really interesting. That was pretty much all he had to say. But. You know, I mean, he dug it. I'm going to have to get more feedback. I'm going to have to investigate <laughs> further. I feel like with men, you have to kind of dig and dig. Like, well, well okay, especially so, with Wesley. Come on. Uh, what, what exactly did you think about it? <laughs> I don't know. It was good. Get off my back. <laughs> um, I want to know what happens at the end. But then I'm kind of like, don't know if I'm going to go into coma. We're going <laughs> to hold hands and watch the end together. <laughs> And fall asleep. Yes. We're going to go into comas. <laughs> we're going to be so scared. Holly Ogden, I was scared into a coma. <laughs> I love it. I love it. My I, life story. I think we should go to a break right now. But hey, when we come back at around 10, 15, 10, 30, we have James Descalci calling in and we are going to be talking about uh, the difference between uh, a ghost haunting and a demon haunting and also uh, zombie stories that are actually true. Zombie attack stories, folks. Happy Halloween. You don't want to miss it. Welcome back to the watch list, everybody. How the hell are y'all doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. <laughs> good. <laughs> I felt like someone should have been answering you. <laughs> I know you don't leave me hanging there. That was a missed high five. All right. (laughs) So, all right. Uh, In in a bit, we will have James Jaskolski coming, uh, calling in at any moment now. I was Um, like, coming in? What? (laughs) I would shit my pants if he busted the door. It'd be amazing. Uh, Formerly of Dark Blend, which was uh, an old vidcast. Uh, You can find at uh, cosmiccasey.com, both with K's. Uh, Very similar to this show. Um, so yeah, but, uh, according to a ranker, not wanker, <laughs> pervs, <laughs> dot com, real zombie attacks that actually happened. Now there's this really long intro, so I'm just going to get to the meat. Florida college student stabs strangers and then eats their faces. Sure. That's not bath salt. That's what I was thinking. Let's, let's find out together. Florida was already on the cannibalistic, possibly zombie-related attack map with the infamous Miami case, but that was apparently not enough for the Sunshine State. So this was after the the assault um, 
the bath salts. Uh, in August 2016, a 19-year-old college student from Austin Haruf reportedly stormed away from a restaurant in Jupiter, Florida, where he'd been dining with his parents, apparently upset the sl- about the slow service there. He then wandered in, uh, into a neighborhood where a couple, Michelle and John Stevens III, uh, sat in their garage with the door open, enjoying a quiet evening. Haruf pulled a switchblade on the couple and stabbed them to death, apparently without vocation, uh, pro- pro- uh, without pr- provocation. Excuse me. Good Lord. Uh, a neighbor attempted to intervene and called 911, but was stabbed by the man as well. Uh, when police arrived, they found Haruf naked, ripping away chunks of the couple's flesh and eating it. He was also growling, grunting, and making animal noises. Repeated use of stun guns and the police dog could not sway Hara from his, quote, meal. And finally, three police officers had to pull the man away from the bodies by force. Good Lord. What makes this case especially bizarre um, is that Haraf, prior to this bizarre crime, was a model student who seemed to have things pretty well figured out. It is reported that he had been hanging out with some of his fraternity brothers prior to joining his parents for dinner, but his toxicology report came back clean. What? No flaca? Nope. Flaca? flaca? No waka flaca flame. Mm. Uh, Are you sure there's not a drug that can't be traced or something? Other test results for synthetic drugs are pending. Uh, though officials did say Haraf showed no uh, other characteristic symptoms associated with substances like flaca or bath salts. Mm. Uh, police were left baffled at Haraf's behavior. Just what exactly happened to this man to prompt such a gruesome crime? That's slow service dough. <laughs> I wonder where he was. Was it Burger King? Because they're slow as fuck. And man's got to eat, so he was like, oh. Or White Castle, they're really slow. But they <laughs> they're, just, they're like the slowest. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> they never screw your order up, so I'd rather them take my time, their time and like get me all my stuff. Right. Taco Bell's like super fast, but. Time moves slow for stoners anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Taco Bell. Okay. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. I got so Taco upset Bell. that I almost banned Taco Bell out of my life. <laughs> what they do to you. is about to spit the shit out. <laughs> I almost ate someone's face off. <laughs> the night... I was scared into a coma, woke up, ate someone's face off. <laughs> the night that uh, the Jeremy and I went to Theater Bazaar, we left early and... Uh, <laughs> Went back to the house and I was like, I am so hungry. I'm, you know, I'm craving Taco Bell. And then he's like, okay, well, I'm like, I'll, I'll run out and get it for us. So I ran out and got it for. And they were just being dicks to me uh, in the drive thru. It was about one o'clock in the morning. And uh, I go to order something and there's like different voices. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> talking to me. And, and not in my head I'm not okay <laughs> but the guy was being rude and he was being a dick he's like talking to this he's, he goes look over to your left you see that speaker right there talking to it and I was oh like, hell no and I was like I go okay that was a little rude but alright and then some some other guy's voice came on and he's like sorry about that and then I was like how many people are t- am I talking to right now so I said how many people am I talking to right now literally 
there was a person who goes me and then another one goes me and then <laughs> two more said me me so there was four people listening to me and i don't know if that's usually what taco bell does is every single person maybe they they got a, like a whole line going so when you you put in the order then the other person starts making the food so it was the nsa out in the van but, going us <laughs> but you know it was like three guys and a girl Never have I come up when and four people are talking to me like I felt like I was crazy. So <laughs> uh, they were just being a dick. So then I almost thought about driving off, but I was too hungry. What Taco Bell was this called? <laughs> and I'm like they're probably spitting on out. my food. Um, the one that's in Southgate and uh, in Fort Street. Oh yeah. So uh, I pull up, and the girl was at the window. And she kind of has a smirk on her face like she's laughing because I know she's like, oh, we we were just all talking to this bitch is what she's probably thinking. But I don't know. I've never had it where four people are talking to me at once through the drive through and the guy's being a dick. The one guy was being a huge dick. The rest of them weren't being that mean, but they were all like, yep, you're talking to me and me and me and me. So so you get <laughs> this guy. Huh? So you get this guy. You get the dick. No, this guy. What guy? The guy that ate the faces off. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> the dick. <laughs> I, I get dick? What? No, I mean, like, do I get why he was being a dick? Oh, <laughs> uh, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, came That was not the said. sound effect I was looking <laughs> That's for. That's what she said. But. <laughs> That's what I meant. Um. Sometimes you got to go up postal. <laughs> I get you, my I friend. I feel came you. Came home when you that hungry, and I people said, tripping. "Cheer me!" I was like, "Fucking hate Taco Bell." And then when you get home and they get your order wrong too, mm. well, I just, was missing. I was missing a thing or two in there. I was missing like a burrito. In oh hell no! And four people they had yeah, on backup. Yeah, because they were too busy smirking and like laughing about how they were all talking to me and just bullshitting with hell each other. No. So hell no. I was like, I'd go back, but I just don't even care at this point because I'm so pissed. Uh, and they probably spit my burrito. <laughs> oh, my God. See? This is like that movie Falling Down with, uh, what's his face? Um, Michael, um, fuck. Anyway, if you've ever seen Falling Down, it's uh, about this guy who just decides to go postal one day. Because he's had enough of life. He's had enough of his nine to five instant traffic. Every day is the same. That in at one scene he goes into uh to order lunch at this burger joint and he gets this, you know, floppy, flimsy burger like you always do. And he goes, Look at this. Now look at the picture on the board. Does this look anything like that? <laughs> no. Like it's false advertising. It sounds like office space, not for the fast food part of it, but just being sick of your nine to five job and you're like, oh, yeah, it's definitely like Fuck this place, a, a severe drama version of office space, a really unfunny version of office space. The funny thing is the next day, Jeremy was like, oh, uh, you want to get some Mexican? And I'm like, no, I really don't want to eat Mexican. He's like, oh, because of last night. <laughs> but no, I totally forgot about that for a minute. <laughs> I'm like, no, but you know what? Fuck Taco Bell. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, um, so the next one is, it is the bath salts um, story. 
I'm going to skip over that because there's a lot of incidents here. Um, we will post this on uh, the Facebook page. If you haven't heard the bath salt story, where the fuck have you been? Um, so here's the next one. Two-year-old sits up in coffin, asks for water, and then dies again. I'm sorry, what? What? Yes. Kevin Santos was pronounced dead at the hospital in his hometown of Belém in uh, Brazil. The two-year-old was placed in an airtight body bag for three hours while his family made preparations for his funeral. During the wake, family members noticed the body moving. Santos then sat up and asked his father for a glass of water. The ecstatic family was let down, however, when only seconds later, the boy fell over again. He was rushed to the hospital to be cleared and declared dead for a second time. Nah. What did he die of the first time? I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Um. Well, I, actually, that's one of my well, not not that it was one of my fears, but I have to deal with you know, uh, dead animals, and my fear is putting something away and it still being alive. Oh, there's actually. A- a Filipino uh, actor named um, Kevin Santos. That's not who we're talking about. Oh, uh, uh, you know, is, is this a video of it? Oh, really? Because that would be yeah, awesome right. and creepy all at the same time. Yeah, right. That weird music. I know. This is an action news report. Oh my god. Dead boy aged to ask for a glass of water before his funeral. Oh, it's just pictures. People are just gathered around like... I'm parched. I want to see a picture of the child sitting up. Yeah, me too. I was hoping the video would, like, show him, like, in the bag and then be like, can I have some water? A two-year-old toddler in Brazil, Kelvin Santos sat up in his coffin just before his funeral and asked for a glass of water, then lay back down again lifeless. The toddler startled grieving relatives only hours after doctors were unable to resuscitate him during treatment for pneumonia. Pneumonia. He apparently smiled, looked round drank his water then reclined back in his coffin. Dad Antonio Santos could not wake Kelvin again and carried him to hospital in Belém, northern Brazil. But doctors were mystified as to what happened and confirmed he was indeed dead. Mr. Santos said, during the wake I held Kelvin and said, son, come back to daddy. And a few hours later my son sat up in the coffin and said, daddy, give me water. Everybody started to scream. We thought a miracle had taken place and our boy had come back to life. Then he lay down again and didn't move again. Dot we couldn't wake him. Kelvin died from pneumonia and respiratory failure in Abelardo Santos Hospital at 7 p.m. on Friday following a five-day fever. His family held awake throughout the night at home and at 3 p.m. the following day, an hour before the funeral mourners said the toddler came to life. Convinced that his son was a victim of medical malpractice, Mr. Santos has now registered a complaint with police. Wow. Well, there you have it, folks. 
That was the whole story in a two-minute nutshell, which was actually pretty good. I'm glad we found that. Ah, shit balls. Creepy. That sucks. Like, that just really, really sucks. Um, I mean, if that legitimately happened, like, God, how damaging for the parents if it did. Mm-hmm. If it didn't, which, I don't know. Exactly, because you could say, you know, um, oh, at least they got to see their boy one last time. It's like, no, you kind of wish that didn't happen because yeah. it kept their hopes up. Yeah, it's when worse. They- You're like, oh, he's back alive. Oh, no, no. Nope, oh, false alarm. Still dead. Shit. Um, This is going to sound creepy, but when did they put the embalming fluid and stuff on them? See, that's a good question. Mm. Now, they're in Brazil, so it's different, I'm sure, than standard American. American practice. Yeah. They probably just don't. They're probably just going in the box. Uh, oh, James just said he'll call soon. Um, so, um, well, that's, uh, like, put a damper on, like, yeah, I'm like, that's, that's a sad story zombie <laughs> boy i actually was more creeped out yeah like, because uh, it made me in a i maybe i'm just not i feel like bad but it made me think of pet cemetery oh yeah that's right because there was a little boy remember that movie they he got hit by the boy. semi yeah yeah you see the, the little bloody shoe i remember that i hate to compare that to that but it's halloween well, and I mean, you know, okay, funerals are like bad enough and you, when you go up to the casket, at least me, I always feel like that person's going to pop up at me or something. It's just some like weird fear Doesn't that it I look have. like they're breathing? It does. And it's creepy and you're like, mm. you just want to like touch them. You do. Mm-hmm. And Paul can be like, are you Let's just sure? make sure here. Let's make sure. Are you sure? Yeah. So, but yeah, that's always a... A creepy, weird fear that I have. So that <laughs> I mean, no, like I said, I'm. If that happens, I have to be around dead things, uh, and sometimes I'm afraid that they're like, oh my god, they're really dead. That's the thing too. Like, what if they had cremated the boy? Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, what would he have just been screaming like in the furnace right. or something? God, that would have been messed up. I'm well, messed I'm up for thinking that. Up. No, no, not really. There's just so there's so many questions to this story. All right, let's move on to the next one. We got 15 here. So, <laughs> a woman returns from the grave at a catatonic state. Uh, this case was observed by researchers in Haiti, of course, the zombie capital. Uh, sometime in 1996 or 1997, um, Phi was around 30 years old when she died after a short uh, febrile uh, illness and was buried by her family the same day in the family tomb next to her house, like you do. Uh, three years later, she was recognized by a friend wandering near the village. Her mother confirmed her identity by a facial mark, as did her seven-year-old daughter, her siblings, other villagers, her husband, and a local priest. She appeared mute and unable to feed herself. Her parents accused her husband of zombifying her. He was jealous uh, of her after she had an affair. After a local court authorized the opening of the tomb, which uh, was full of stones, her parents were undecided whether to take her home. And uh, and she was admitted to a psychiatric hospital in uh, Port-au-Prince. 
Uh, it was later determined that the woman was likely suffered from catatonic schizophrenia. However, just how she managed to emerge from her tomb and wander the home isn't explained. I'm going to say that she was fucking zombified because they do that shit in Haiti all the time. Zombie literally means slave. Her t- her tomb was straight up empty and that was like legitimately Still her. Still rocks? Yeah. I think that I really do think that the husband did this. If he's jealous of an affair, found that... S- shit that they blow in your face and make you go all kinds of dumb just kill that central nervous system and make you a slave i mean that's that's it comes from haiti um so I, as soon as like i read haiti and i read wandered i'm like she was slaved someone did this to her that that's a damn shame um which actually the next one go oh, so he, go he faked her death yeah, I, th- I think so. It's not proven. Because they said it was later determined the woman likely suffered from canatotic schizophrenia. However, just how she managed to emerge from her tomb and wander home isn't explained. Creepy. That's nuts. Nuts. Wow. Now, I'm not going to be able to pronounce this right, but Clairvicius, Narcisse, and the proof of zombification. So here we go. That guy that I just said died on May 2nd, 1962, after admitting himself to the Albert Schweizer Hospital uh, in De Chappelle, excuse me, a town in the Arbonnet Valley of Haiti. Here we go. Did you say Dave Chappelle? Dave yeah. Chappelle <laughs> in happened. Haiti. Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Day, D E. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, Dave, like Chappelle Dave Chappelle goes to Haiti. Um, again, in Haiti. Here we go. He had been suffering from a plethora of ailments, but no direct cause for his symptoms could be determined. Uh, 18 years later, in 1980, his sister Angela saw him in a marketplace. He recounted the memories of his own death, including being buried alive. Wow. He had been placed in a death-like state by Boker or sorcerer. And after being dug up, he was whisked away to a plantation to serve as a zombified laborer. Oh, my God. Hey, he escaped after two years of slavery and wandered the Haitian countryside, only willing to return to his village when his brother, whom he believed to have made a deal with the boker that turned uh, Narcisse into a zombie, had finally passed away. After a researcher named Wade Davis later investigated his case and claimed to have discovered the key to zombification, namely the use of uh, of the Datura plant, which according to Patrick D. Hahn of Biology Online contains the hallucinogens um, atropine and scopol- scopolamine uh, and induces delirium, confusion, psychosis, and complete amnesia. It could never be used uh, con- conclusively deter it could never be used conclusively determined however whether or not the substance was actually used on him so they can't it, it's hard to even tell because you can't like pinpoint this shit but what else could it be that's my question nothing it's that that flower is that what it was a flower yeah no it's it, 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 yeah kind of it's like a plant they grind it up and they just blow it in your face. It's and like then, it's punishment for crime. Oh, it's Man. messed up. Haiti's no joke. Mm-mm. I'm glad I live in America. <laughs> Damn straight. 
That's messed up. So I'm going to skip the next one, the next one, because there's a lot of here. Next list. Uh, Looking for more interesting ones. Um, More Haitian ones. Oh, yeah. Caller is calling. Oh, hey. Hello. Hello. Hey, James. Hey. Oh, man. Oh, but not too late calling in. No, you are not. We are in the middle of our uh, zombie list. These are actual zombie attacks that happened. Or not attacks, but instances. Um, it, nice. I started looking at that article, but I didn't get a chance. And I'm sorry, I wasn't listening to the podcast before I called in because I was, uh, I was well, otherwise hang occupied. Up. But. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. So... So where are we? Uh, let's see. We're right in the middle. I, I, well, I skipped a few because there's 15 of these zombie things and we we're only going to 11 o'clock. So, um, Uh, there's a three year old that woke up at her own, uh, funeral. Uh, she was prepared for burial and placed in a coffin. However, during her own funeral, the girl woke up. Uh, she had apparently only been in a coma yawn. um, (laughs) <laughs> sorry I was going to make a Nora joke but keep my mouth shut uh, <laughs> oh, uh, man. oh by the way Holly I have something for you um, okay uh, zombie dogs not to be confused with the popular undead pups from the Resident Evil movies these dogs were resuscitated from the dead via a process known as Safar Center for Resuscitation Research, a facility based in Pittsburgh in 2005. This should pique Holly's interest. Uh, the method is called suspended animation. Um, the approach, according to uh, Stephanie Olson of CNET, drains some of the animal's blood and then uh, pl- replaces it with ice-cold salt solution. The dog, considered technically dead without a heartbeat or brain waves, is then revived with blood transfusion and electric shock up to three hours later. Jeez. Well, at least they're alive, I guess. I don't know. Holly, what do you think? They put some salt solution in them? Yeah. And they can do it how how long after? Up to three hours after? Yes. It's kind of weird. Well, you think that when... Okay, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I guess it's the same with animals. Where if you don't have oxygen going to the brain and then uh, wouldn't it be you wouldn't there would be nothing there then Uh, I don't know in an animal how long it would take the brain to die you know what I mean because I mean if you think even a human like the central nervous system like speaking of Resident Evil as they said in that movie the hair and fingernails continue to grow. There's still electricity within the nervous system, blah, 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 blah. So there is still possibility for reanimation of a human being. Uh, I don't know how that is for animals, let alone dogs. I would imagine that could happen with an animal. It just might be a different time restraint on it. Hmm. Because, I mean, I'm just... I'm, pulling out on my ass but i would think that if, it, if it's something if it's a biological thing you know that you could do 
to a human, I'm sure you could do it to an animal as well. It would just be a matter of how quickly you have to do it. Right, and I think before, that you know before the time is up, saying like, "Oh, electric shock to an animal," but then again, it's like with humans, clear. You yeah. know, we do the same thing. Yeah, <clears throat> to get the heart pumping again. So. I, I think it's just that you know when when people say electroshock, it brings up a much a much more. Uh, it's shocking, unpleasant thing. Yeah, yeah, I think of shocked. like the, you know, things that they put on the side of people's brains and they're like, be normal, you know? Right, right. Exactly. It kind of brings up like psychiatric abuse rather than life saving. Right. Right. Well, especially with animals. Yeah. Really. That's what I thought of. Well, you're dead. Yeah, what to what the dog? <laughs> you bet you're dead, baby. Leave that puppy alone. Mm hmm. Oh, and I'm, I, I hope I'm not a late arrival to bring this up, and I'm, I'm not trying to change the topic, but I'm looking at the list that you sent me, and I'm seeing the zombie ants thing from the cordyceps fungus, and that's awesome that that made the list. Cause that oh, be crazy you stuff. know what? Are, are you looking at it right now? Yeah. Can you can you read it to us? Because yeah. I skipped over that one. Oh, okay, yep. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is a pretty short, I think. You read that right. There are zombie ants out there in nature affected by a parasitic fungus that biologically manipulates the insects into doing their bidding. Here's Joseph Castro of Live Science to explain this phenomenon. Fungi of the genus uh, Ophiocordyceps, so-called zombie ant fungi, need ants to complete their life cycle. When an ant comes across fungal spores while foraging, the fungus infects the insect and quickly spreads throughout its body. Fungal cells in the ant's head release chemicals that hijack the insect's central nervous system. The fungus forces the ant to climb up vegetation and clamp down onto a leaf or twig before killing its hapless drone. It then grows a spore-releasing stalk out of the back of the victim's head to infect more ants on the ground below. There was a nature documentary that did a brief, I think it was talking about bullet ants or something in South America, and it actually showed, it showed like a time lapse of that spore thing growing out of its head, like they sped it up. Oh, that's gross. And it was, it was really, it was really creepy to watch. I think I saw that uh, too. It's pretty fascinating stuff, and apparently it's not just answers. like a whole bunch of species of that that affect different insects. And I think, I, I never actually played the game, so I probably shouldn't talk about it, but the, um, the Last of Us, that game, apparently the premise for that was that there was a cordyceps strain that affected humans, and that that was how the whole zombie outbreak happened. Was it from Haiti? <laughs> probably. Speaking of zombies, that's like the first thing that comes to mind when you talk about like real life zombies, I think isn't that kind of where it not not necessarily where it originated from, like in popular culture, but that's I think like the closest they've come to actually turning a person into a zombie. Yeah. Because to them There's it, some kind it, of like drug cocktail they give them. Yeah, yeah, we we were talking about that earlier, because um, that was that made the oh. list too. Um, that there are uh even um like a zombie labor, right? So this stuff is like given either as punishment or like, okay, on the list, there was a woman uh, who was found um, in a catatonic state. Uh, she was buried in the quote, you know, family tomb. And then days later she was found by villagers. Her family confirmed her identity. She couldn't speak or feed herself, but they immediately pointed to the husband who I mean, they think that he was jealous of her affair and then had her zombified. Um, but you wow. can't prove that because they still don't know, like, how do you test for that? You know? Right. And how do you, yeah, like, you know, something is wrong. It's just really tricky trying to figure out how to, it's kind of hard to analyze. Right. Like, right. Um, something is clearly messed up, but. Weird. 
Wow. I think I think I did hear about that. Uh, Aside from it being on the list, I mean, I think I heard that story before. I just didn't hear it, all the details of it. Well, there was a, a, a special where these two guys, I don't know if it was from Discovery or A&E, um, they went to Haiti and they wanted the formula. They wanted to bring it back to the lab mm. to see what exactly what it was. And they bothered these sorcerers and villagers forever. They finally gave them this stuff, said, here, take it to the lab. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> um, but uh, they took it back, and it it wasn't correct. They gave him them fake stuff. Oh, uh, which it was pro- probably actually good because I'm like, who are you working for? Mm, right, Holly's face. Exactly. Holly like, just gave me that look like, mm-hmm. You know that's right. <laughs> I ain't trusting nobody for with real. that shit. I don't play that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trust no one. Thank you. Um, so we only have like 20 minutes left, but I want to jump into the difference between a ghost and demonic haunting. Uh, the reason that like this article, uh, I actually looked for this article only because I remember a made for TV movie called the haunting or the haunted. I, I can't remember which one, but it, there's a lot of films called that, right? But this one was made for TV. It was about a family who moved into a duplex. You've got the parents living at one end, um, and the husband and wife living in the other. And it was a real story. And this was shot back, I think, in the early 80s. And they were um, haunted by a poltergeist after doing renovations. And no one could help them. They called several people to, uh, you know, spirit guides and whatnot, to try to exercise the home. Finally, um, they had like a, a, a paranormal expert who came and said, there's more than one ghost, but there's not just ghosts here. There's a demon here who is using the ghosts against you, and that's the problem. Um, so, um, and I always thought about that. Like, what is the difference between having a demon in your home and having a ghost presence? Um, so, telltale marks of a demon. And this is according to Backpack uh, Everse, or Erverse. Backpack Erverse. B A C K P A C K E R. V-E-R-S-E dot com. Uh, while rare, demons exist. They're inhuman entities whose uh, purpose is to destroy lives, create misery, and possibly force a man to perform immoral deeds. People tend to invite these entities into their lives intentionally or unintentionally. Uh, for instance, they can trick people into allowing uh, them into their homes through a Ouija board communication. The most common symptoms of a demonic haunting are young children and or pets reacting to something harmless apparitions um, that are disfigured since demons cannot take human form black dogs or growling noises from hidden entities being pinched hit or slapped when nothing is there now that one stood out to me because as I understand that the demons are the ones that get aggressive Ghosts, technically, it's just like, ooh, you know, bumps in the night, hearing noises, voices, things like that. Um, being held down, grabbed, or sexually assaulted by an invisible being. Now, this also makes the argument for um, sleep paralysis being demonic entities, um, which a lot of people are of that school of thought. If somebody wants to interject and say something, I'm just going to ramble down the list, so go ahead. Um Fear-induced nausea or headaches, 
scratches appearing on body despite no accidents taking place. Anomalous voices that may be too fast or very angry. Abrupt illness, feeling weary or faint, and experiencing daily fatigue. Inexplicable heart palpitations because you sense something evil. Hot spots or freezing areas wherever the demon manifests. Popping sounds that accompany strange activity. Noises occurring from within the foundation or walls of the home. Putrid smells or smells of sulfur. Negative or suicidal thoughts. Feelings of mistrust and inexplicable rage. Um, for some people, that's their life story. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, so let's compare this to symptoms of a ghost haunting. Ghosts are the spirits of humans, sometimes animals that aren't physically present despite, uh, being seen by people. But here we go. Smelling perfume, tobacco, or pipe smoke without seeing someone using them, uh, hearing the sounds of someone carrying out their daily routine, moving belongings to where they think they should go, having a memory projected into your mind or sensing past activities or sentiments related to certain things, uh, displaying some of the traits of the deceased despite never meeting them. Warning, this could be a sign of possession as well, so consult a specialist. Yeah, I'll just... You know, go to the white pages for that. Let <laughs> <laughs> me get out the. Let me get out the book of numbers. <laughs> I would love to know how they how they categorize specialists for that. Well, they do it. They also advise if you experience any of these, don't wait them out. Contact your local paranormal. I'm not laughing. Contact your local paranormal investigation team. See, to me, in my mind, that's a bunch of nerds going. Let's go, guys. We got your call. <laughs> they all get in the mystery machine. Mystery they, machine. They get down there. Scooby Doo. They get out their proton pack. They're like, "Where's your ghost, ma'am?" Oh, she's just mixing everything up. We got Ghostbusters. Scooby Doo going on. See, she's got a Ghostbusters shirt on right now. Oh, I do. Yeah, that's right. Like, save it, Egon. I'm gonna call the priest. <laughs> I'm gonna get the man upstairs on the horn. And he's going to kick your demon ass. You know what I'm going to do? Call Casey. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you going to call? That's what I do. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Call Casey. She'd be like, got that number on speed dial. Are you scared into you a coma? she's got her local priester. Priester. All <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'm going to say is that there's only one person in this discussion who has a minister's license. So I think that's the person we should call. Oh, yeah, it's true. Who you got to call? Weddings and exorcism. I'd call Casey, too. Who you got to call? Ghost Priester. I feel like I'm haunted. I need your help. But I'd call Casey and she'd be like, boop, 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 boop. Because she'd have it on speed down. She'd be like. (laughs) I got two phones like a drug dealer. Priest would be there before I could even blink. (laughs) Oh, my God. You got the regular phone and the bad phone. I do birthday parties, too. (laughs) I'll bless your birthday party. I'll bless your party. <laughs> Pay me a hundred dollars. Dope, and I'll bless everybody. I just start spraying them with water. Power, Christ, compels you. Why do to I imagine you spray off. spray bottle like spraying a cat? <laughs> Go forth and party, my son. Why do I sound like an old smoker? I don't know. That's my priest voice. That's a great priest voice. Oh, my God. For the record, I think you and Holly should uh, start like a 
you know, work together doing these, uh, you know, exorcisms or paranormal investigations or whatnot and just show up in Wayne and Garth costumes. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> that would work. I'd hire you. <laughs> it's Holly's world. It's Casey's world. Party time. Exorcism. <laughs> perfect. Uh, it's too perfect. Thank you, James. I'm going to take your million dollar idea and run with it. <laughs> um, this needs to happen. It does need to happen. Uh, so, have any of you ever been slapped by something that wasn't there? Have you ever felt like an aggressive presence? Like, I'm being serious. Uh, I honestly, if I ever have, I don't remember. So, I'm sorry to say I have nothing to contribute here. Well, that's actually good. I'm glad. I don't think I've ever felt an aggressive presence. I am too, to be presence. honest. I think, uh, and I don't want to jinx myself now because I don't want anything to happen. <laughs> right. I know, like, I'm reading this. I'm like, please don't let me have sleep paralysis tonight, please. Thank you. Um, that sucks. But you know what? Every time I think about, I I always use the white light, the uh, energy, um, which they teach you in school when you're doing energy work uh, for massage therapy school. In case he knows this, to always imagine like a white light around you to protect you from any negative energy. So when I feel not safe or I feel like something feels off. I always imagine the white light surrounding me or filling the room. That's a good one. That I always do. So I, racist. <laughs> you know what too? I, uh, and I've told the story before, uh, actually in one of the very first podcast shows we did, cause we were talking about energy work and we were talking about, do you believe in uh, things like that that I'm talking about right now? But, uh, I read a story where this girl said that she had a negative boss who just picked on her a lot and she dreaded going into work. So what she did was like, I'm going to take this energy and cause she read about it and she's like, I'm going to bounce it back and, and I'm going to imagine a pink light around my boss and, uh, see if I can change his, you know, his attitude or see if I can get this negative energy off of me. So she imagined a pink light around him and um, she said it worked. So Yeah, the pink is what I think of too. The, the pink choku rays is a, is a reiki a loving. thing. Yeah. Uh, I also think of, I do the old Pentecostal prayers that my grandmother used to do every time I go to bed, especially when I'm walking in the dark and I got my cell phone out to lead the way. <laughs> I say, I plead the blood of Jesus over me and over every nook and cranny of this house that no evil may ever cross the bloodline. I always do that. Always, always think of my grandmother. Um, who was it? Was it, it wasn't, was it you or was it someone else? Maybe it was someone at the bar who was ta- talking about, um, cause I have a couple of people who come in the bar and talk to me about, uh, the podcast and different ideas that they have for, uh, you know, future shows. And, uh, I don't know if it was them or you, but, um, who uh, was talking about um, what, what, what? What did you just say about what was the last thing you said about my my grandmother and the the blood of Jesus being a um, a means of protection? It's a Pentecostal belief. Shoot! Now I just I just lost my thought. How am I? Prayer, <laughs> prayers old. to protect yourself. Us <laughs> being spiritually vulnerable. Was that it? Um, Demon possession. Shoot. Demons in your house. Ghosts was it the white house. light or the pink light? 
We was it the red the pill or the blue one. pill? Oh, I just lost the thought. <laughs> Jeez. Well, don't worry. Like, there's someone else in my life that I asked. I was like, did you just fart? And they said, I don't remember. <laughs> that's like the old, that's, that's a sign that you're really old. I feel like I got 50 things on my mind and I was trying to think about the story and I'm thinking about 49 other things in the same <laughs> Forty nine things on my mind, and and Dick is forty seven of them. <laughs> no, I will think. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to think about it, and then it'll be like eleven oh one. I'll be like, ah, oh, shows are what I just thought about it. That's how it works. Just fire it back up. <laughs> one more thing, real quick. We're going into overtime. Um, but what was it? Uh, shoot. You'll think of it at 1059. I will, too. That's what I come to you. Damn it. I only feel like weird, creepy energy when it's like I'm staying in the house alone. Like Chris was in Mackinac this past weekend. So I literally like slept with a knife next to my bed because I'm like under the impression, even though I can sleep through like a tornado, that if somebody like cracks the door, then I'm going to be like wide awake and just stab them right in there like you know, jugular, and then I'll be like, oh my God, it's all safe now, and call the cops. But yeah. <laughs> but no, not like a Better real... Sorry. Yeah, well, agreed. <laughs> not like a it's real legit... Because like, there's a drawback to like being like spiritual, right? Because there's one instance where like you feel like a, a, a sort of a warrior, you know, against anything paranormal, and then again, you also leave yourself because you believe in these things, like we, we talked about a few shows ago, um, then you attract more of those things. It's weird because you've opened a door and then you're shutting a door at the same time. It's the weirdest, weirdest thing. Um, but then again, you don't want to walk around zombified um, either. You know what I mean? Like like we, we discussed earlier when my brother was on, like, you know, I can only be so woke, you know, to where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to shake in a basement, you know, rock back and forth with a shotgun. I can't do that. You got to live your life. Um, so, but anyway, oh, oh, we've got eight minutes left. So real quick, I wanted to do a movie suggestion. Okay. Mm. Uh, a ghost story, which we happened to randomly find on the fire stick. And, you know, Jason said, Hey, this sounds like a really good movie. So, um, it, we did not know anything about, about it going in. We didn't see a trailer, nothing. So, a ghost story is about, um, it is literally the ghost side of the story. It is not a horror. Huh. I went in expecting it to be a horror movie. Right. And it's actually, and I expected to be like, oh, yeah, I remember it when it starred Patrick Swayze. <laughs> it wasn't like that either. Um, it was. Now, at first, I'm like, oh, this is going to be one of those artsy-fartsy films, because there's a lot of scenes. The whole movie, basically, like, 80% of it takes place in silence. You're like, holy shit. Um, and then, this is not a spoiler. You're going to learn this from the jump. And you know it from the description. The guy dies in a car crash. Okay. And now, he is a ghost, but the way they represent him, and he has not crossed over, so that is why he's a ghost. So it's from that school of thought, right? That ghosts are you know, beings that have not crossed over. Um, but the way they represent him as a ghost is he is a bed sheet with two eye holes, like the traditional <laughs> ghost. Um, and it's merely a representation thing. It is a hard to kind of thing, but it's interesting. 
And uh, he has to go through and watch his bereft wife go through the motions of her every day without him. And he cannot communicate. Um, he is oh, He's just trapped in the folds of time. And he just goes back to what he knows, which is his house. And he's, I mean, like a decades pass. He's watching. She's gone. Like people move in, people move out. It's, it's, it's sad, but it's interesting. It's really interesting. And it's, it's kind of, it's a drama. And, uh, what was more interesting was there was a, now I'm not trying to give too much away. Uh, and this is the last thing I'll say, but there's a ghost at the other end of the house and it has a different kind of bed sheet on. And they imply that the ghost has probably been there for a considerable amount of time. And they see each other through the window, and they only communicate through words across the screen. And it just says, hi, hello. Says, I'm waiting for someone. He says, who? He goes, I can't remember. And like, that is the saddest thing ever, because that much time has passed. They forgot who the hell they were waiting on. That would suck. So it, it, it's a good movie. It's my brain right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here like... Shit. <laughs> All of a sudden, I look right. over. That let me. That let go like in two seconds. I'm like, Holly's point. wearing a sheet with two eye holes. <laughs> <laughs> My brain's like, you don't need to talk about that. You're gonna get yourself in trouble. Shh, it's the demon in you. <laughs> Shh, don't talk about me. Don't talk about me. I'm right here. Silencing you. So yeah, it's really good. Called a ghost story. Uh, it was it just released last year or this year. Definitely check into it. Um, I it's I trust me. I mean a lot a lot of it takes place in silence, but it it will really affect you. It's really really good. So a ghost story. That is my movie suggestion. I stand by it. I, I don't want to sound insensitive here, but is is there a scene where when he realizes the other ghost is there too that they have some kind of turf war where they're spraying gang signs and ectoplasm <laughs> on the walls? I wish. That actually, I, that would have made my eight go to a ten for this film. <laughs> it really would. We need to make a movie. Yes, we, we need to we do, need to do a sequel. A ghost story two, war. <laughs> I like it. Why was I thinking of Toy Story? <laughs> I was like, hmm. you know, what's interesting is that Woody and Buzz could have been demonic entities taking over dolls. You know what I mean? That is true. Yeah. That would have been such a cool take on it. I did would have you, loved that. Did you see, and not to change the subject, but I found this interesting. Did you see uh, on Ghost Adventures? She's like laughing before I even say it. She's like, oh, she's going to say some stupid shit. No. <laughs> she's I like, just, wait for I love the way you said it. I'd be like, did you see? And you sit up all the time. You're like, scoot, scoot, scoot. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say something. <laughs> And I love I'm gonna it. say something and not forget it this time. I, you know what, you son of a bitch. That's that's what I always. That's, that's it's your body language. Anyway, listen here. You know what? See, that is why when I see the dirty blonde beer that chick on that who's given the mean mug, I'm like, that's Holly, because I know that look. But go ahead. <laughs> what was I gonna say? Oh my god. <laughs> No, seriously. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. I was just waiting for it. <laughs> no, but what were we just talking about? <laughs> I 
think it's been too long of a day. For we, were, we were talking about a ghost story, the sheet and eye holes, and then... Uh, I can't believe my brain right on. now. No, the Toy Story. Uh, Toy Story. Oh, yeah. Different take on Toy Story, and you said, you know what I want to see? Gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. My Alex. brain. I this, just, like, this, okay, this one's all my fault. Up. It's all my fault. Shit. <laughs> 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 because <laughs> the other 80% of your brain was going, dick, dick. Dick, dick. I had it. I'm like, I'm not going to lose this. No, if I lost. <laughs> well, Holly, you have two minutes left to remember that story from the bar. Oh, Go. <laughs> I remember fucking Precious. Toy Story. The heat is on. The heat is on. No pressure. What the hell is that? No, I didn't. I don't know. Oh, God. I did not mean to touch that. I Keep the sound effects button away from me. I'm, I'm, I feel like they I've lie gone on that. They like put some like oh, yeah. things that don't look like the actual sound, and then you push it, and you're like, "What the? No, that's not right. No, that's not what I want. Never mind. <laughs> See, I'm so disappointed. I can't talk. I'm so disappointed in myself. On our next show, <laughs> wait, Will Holly? Remember? I was like all worked up about it. Too. She, I was like, <gasps> I know you were. That's why I was laughing. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I was like, <laughs> gone. Will Holly figure out what she was going to say? Tune in two weeks from now. What happens when you work a 12-hour day and then you try to do podcasts? Good gravy, lady. I love you. That's great. That's great. Well, when you remember it, please write it down and then we can address it. First and foremost, in two weeks, uh, we are going to sign off. James, thank you for joining us. It was so nice to hear your voice. Thanks for having me. I will text you later, okay? Please do. All right, dude. It's good to hear your voice. You too, Ellie. Bye. Oh, good to hear yours. Yeah, I know this wasn't quite the catch-up we were talking about, but I'm glad I finally got to call in and bother you guys again. I miss doing that. I know. I can't believe I'm hearing your voice right now. I'm like, oh, my God. Speaking of zombie, back from the dead, it's James Jaskolski. Exactly. Holy shit. I still feel dead. Oh, oh my God. Well, we will... The talking dead. We will talk soon. But, uh... Definitely. Good night, my friend, and uh, happy Halloween. Oh, you too. Same to the rest of you guys. Happy Halloween if you guys end up doing anything. And uh, yeah, let's do this again in two weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Call in again. Be a regular. Definitely. All right, man. Talk to you later. Absolutely. All right, you guys have a good night. You too. All right. Thank you, guys. That is our Halloween episode of The Watch List. Uh, Again, my name is Casey Pierce. (laughs) My name is Holly. (laughs) Did you remember what your name is? Jeez. Jeez, oh, beats. And Jess. DJ Jess. All right, guys. Happy Halloween, and we will see you two weeks from now. Will Holly remember what she was going to say? Probably not. (laughs) Tune in next week. Good night. Good night.